1: The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka
2: Morning. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our show is all about saving money, building up wealth, and understanding the world today. Our, our, our motto and philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. And, and, and so, you know, we always try to start the show talking about the importance of, of building up wealth. Uh, uh, for retirement, and, and how do you do it for the average person? And, and, and the way you do it is, is you put away money in your four hundred one k plan, your four hundred three b, your company savings plans. You collect, you you put away a thousand dollars in it. You get a thousand dollar deduction at the end of the year on your taxes. It grows tax free over time, and most companies uh, match. Uh, some of them quite a bit of money, you know, 3, 4, 5, 6%. So you get, you get more money on top of it. In many cases, if you put in, in the money, you get 50 or 100% more money they give to you at the company. And so it's kind of the power of compounding and the power of, quite frankly, the power of free money. Uh, that, that lets you go go, go go where you get to build up that wealth. This is the easiest, most simple way for any person to do this. This is income-based savings, which simply means that you're saving based on what your income is because you're saving percentage. We, we suggest a minimum of 10% plus if you get a company match of 3 or 4 or 5%. That gets you where you need to be. And so if you're making 30000 or $300,000, it's actually harder at $300,000, believe it or not. Because they have they have some limits on it uh, you're going to have a pretty good good retirement if you if you do this and, and so now look we don't manage at max up savings advisors we don't manage 401k plans we always talk about this because I want you to build up wealth and, and and become wealthy yourself when you when you retire you have an old 401k you can come talk to us we're here in Houston Texas this is our our headquarters and uh, you can sit down with me and we'll go over your situation and show you how we manage money. But it, you have to get there first. And so you have to put away that savings program. And, and that is so important more than ever. I mean, we live in a world today where, where where, 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 where do I start? I mean, government spending is just spiraling out of control. We had uh, uh, basically a three or four week period where we, we borrowed 600 billion dollars uh that, that, that's more money than in 200 years up to 1776 1976 that we borrowed the whole time in our history and, and so and we're, we're basically now borrowing about a trillion dollars every four months uh, our, our deficits keep skyrocketing 30 over 33 trillion dollars it it it's showing no signs of slowing down. In in some some quarters recently we've had government spending 8 percent of G D P. That that's wartime spending. And, and, and as long time listeners of the of the Max Up Savings show know is know when this war broke out of the ukraine we said look war is inflationary i mean we we laid out the case that we sat there laid out the case of all the the grains and the metals and these fertilizers and the energy coming out of the ukraine and russia and if you're going to boycott them and shut them down it's going to cost us all more money and since then we've continued you know things have gotten worse inflation peaked at over nine percent uh it's coming down some it's still core still over four percent that's pretty darn high and that's a chained down, hedonically adjusted number to make it look as good as possible for the government. So we all know it's higher than that. And, 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 and it's spinning eight. How do we get it? It's spinning eight percent of GDP. That's, that's the type of stuff you saw in World War II. Like, oh my God, we're going to be overrun by the Nazis. We're going to rebuild the whole economy around, around wartime and, 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 get, and, and, and win the war. Uh, Look, we had that during COVID. The economy was shut down. It was an emergency. We had to sit there and borrow huge amounts of money to keep the economy going. Interesting thing was the United States spending a GDP was for, for COVID was more than almost all the countries in the world. We threw more money at the problem than anybody else, which look, it worked out. Uh, you know, you can say, Hey, we did it. It was an emergency. It had to be done. But then what happened is, is the Biden administration goes, wow, look at all this money pot. Let's just keep spending money at that rate. And, you know, we've got the Green New Deal, which we've got to get out. We've got infrastructure program. We're going to fight some wars with Ukraine and Russia. And and at the same time, try to do something to stop China. And so they just kept spending money. And we're going to continue giving money to everybody because, hey, we spent all that money during COVID and nothing happened. And then what happened? All of a sudden, massive inflation. This is a threat to your retirement. It's a threat to your way of life. And if you look around the world, going back to Greek, Roman, uh, you know, British, uh, you know, it just it, uh, the United States, Argentina, Zimbabwe. I mean, it's always the same when you fight these wars. It go on reckless government spending. It always ends in inflation and ruin and tragedy in the country. So here we are today. Joe Biden's in charge, and he basically said, "Look, I can spend as much want money as I want." There's a climate emergency. We're all going to die unless we get rid of all the CO2 on the planet. Uh, You know they're gaslighting everybody about this climate change. They're spending money. They're engaged in four wars, four wars right now. The Ukraine Russia war that didn't have to happen. That could have been negotiated. Uh, But here we are. They were going to take out Vladimir Putin. That failed. Okay. Then Hamas viciously attacked Israel. Okay. So we have to. We're going to support our ally and whatever it takes there. Uh, You know that's unfortunate, but it has to be done. Uh, China's looking at what happened in the Ukraine and they're thinking, wow, you know, why not? Biden seems completely, utterly incompetent even the russians are rolling over them and uh you know now's the time for us to maybe do something in taiwan what do we have to lose they the the americans can't even keep a they can't even defend their own border and then they go and try to defend ukraine's border and it is disastrously so clearly the administration doesn't know what they're doing so we'll take advantage of it that's the war number three but then the fourth war climate change the the climate emergency which every single day we if you were anything in mainstream media they have the obligatory stories how we're all going to die from climate change the earth is heating up climate glaciers are melting the world's coming to an end and and uh it, it, and so, so they have to fight a climate wars. They spent eight hundred and fifty billion dollars on that. Well, this, where is the money going to come from? All this As we 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 talked about it in the show. Look, the Chinese are like, hey, we're not going to win the Americans' money. We might be at war with them. Why should we fund our enemy? You know the the, the the Arabs are like, hey, basically Joe Biden comes over here and insults us, and, and, and you know and fist bumps and you know it, 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 you know trashes us because we're pr- producing oil and gas. You know why should we help? We're gonna we're not gonna buy American bonds. And the Japanese are like, what's going on with the Americans? Their borders are collapsing and crimes out of control, and they're spending recklessly. Maybe should we maybe cut back our borrowing? Of of. Of government, of to the lending to the U.S. government, and, and so in this environment, it's much more dangerous. Inflation's out there; it's you've got to be much more cautious on your money. So, so where we are today? Hey, the markets up pretty big this year. You know, at last year we had the one of the worst markets in the last hundred years. Particularly if you include stocks and bonds, it was probably the worst market between the two of them in a hundred years, which is truly extraordinary. Uh, And yeah, which we warned you about at the time, and I I think we did a good job, very good job, extremely good job navigating through it. This year, the market's going up, and you're like, hmm, inflation's going down some, but I'm not quite seeing it. Why is the S&P up? Well, it's seven stocks in the S&P 500. It's Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, Google, Meta, uh, Tesla, and uh, NVIDIA. They're up massively uh, pushing the markets up. It, a couple of reasons. So, and then something interesting happened here uh, this last week. We, they had the Federal Reserve meeting, and, and people are thinking interest rates are going down, so they've been pushing the 10-year down from about 5.10, 5.15 to 4-point-something. To it keeps dropping. It, it, it's going lower because people are thinking, hey, the Fed is going to lose it. Now, the, the inflation rate, the core, is about 4%, which, you, you know, that's still pretty darn high, And and the stock market's up near high, all-time highs. So if you're the Fed, it's like, you know, I really don't want to – if things start getting worse, I'd I'd, I'd rather be able to – I'd rather talk tough now because if it gets a little worse down the way, I can say, hey, we're going to loosen, we'll push the market up and maybe stabilize the situation should the economy turn down after the first of the year. But they didn't do that. It, it, they kind of have inflation on the run. Inflation's going down. Why let your foot off the gas like Arthur Burns did in the 60s and in, in early 70s that led to a second wave of massive inflation in the United States that culminated in 14%, 15 16% interest rates? And so we looked into that. It, and a couple things, uh, I think it was Michael Hanan had a couple things. It, he said was why did they unexpectedly do that why did they sound dovish like hey we're starting to cut rates because it really the market was already cutting them ahead of time it didn't make sense for them to jump on the bandwagon at that time and he said look do they think there's war coming number one uh the is the economy in worse shape than we realize it, it in the biden shame and they know it or uh, are they trying to basically boost the stock market into year end to, to help out in, uh, the 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 Biden administration and to try to keep the economy going during, a, during for the for the election is he being pressured by the Biden administration? Now that that's a good possibility because if you look at it right before the meeting a couple days Janet Yellen said they're going they need to start cut, they were going to start cutting rates trying to get ahead of the meeting so obviously they're under a lot of pressure but there, but th- there's probably some other reasons here out there and, and if we look at it the interest rates have come down quite a bit and let me, let me just pull up a screen here bear with me just a second okay there we go and, the, it, it, and so if you look at it the rate the rates peaked on the 10-year about uh, about five percent which you're like hey this is really good things are going well uh that that's not really good. I mean it it means that 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 rates are going up and this is after being at about at the beginning of the year somewhere around 3.5%. So they so they went up. So the stock market quite frankly with rates were going up should have really gone lower cuz rates are continuing to go up. But but they didn't. it started going up on the on the excitement that 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 the, the, the Powell the uh Federal Reserve uh, Chairman Powell's Federal Reserve was going to start cutting rates, and, and it's continued to go up. Now, here's the interesting thing: is there's there's a lot. I think it's a fourth potential possibility here. Is there's a, there's a number of banks and some brokerage firms that could be in trouble here with these higher rates. Uh, w- over the last decade, we've had very low rates, particularly on the short end, and a number of banks had were buying. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten-year bonds in their portfolios when interest rates were down about two percent, in the ten-year, keep in mind, in 2021 was at one and a quarter percent. Now maybe they were buying corporates and getting two or two and a quarter percent, but if 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 if, if government bonds went to five percent, they would have big losses, and so that could be the reason. Is the reason is 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 Chairman Powell is trying to force down rates into year-end to help the balance sheets and some of the brokerage firms' balance sheets look better because they're, because the, some of these companies could, could be in financial trouble. Now, tell you what, we, we're coming up here on a quick break. And, and I'm going to expand upon that a, a little bit more. Because, you know, the real question is, is, hey, are we up and away? Is this the start of a, of a massive new bull market to all time highs and in interest rates? Are they going back down to one and a quarter like they were two years ago? We'll be right back right here on the Backstop Out Show.
1: is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages.
3: Hi, I'm Sam Malone, the owner of Houston's Cutting Edge Media Company called 512 New Media at 512 New Media we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft.
2: If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com.
0: If you can snap your fingers, you can find this radio station. So the next time you want to listen to us, your smartphone is now your smart radio. We're always on. This is AM 1070, the answer. Once again, here's your host
1: for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka
2: Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, in your retirement here. Uh, by the way, you can give us a call, 713-339-1070. If you had a question or comment at 713-339-1070, we'll be happy to get an answer. So the question is, is why did the Federal Reserve basically uh, – Jerome Powell talked so dovishly in his speech. Keep in mind, the market shot up 500 points that day. Gold went up $50, and the dollar plunged. Yet Over the two-day period, the dollar index dropped about 2%. That's a, that's a big drop for the dollar. And because people are like, what's going on in the even the Europeans, are like, hey, we're not cutting rates anytime soon. So clearly something is going on. and And I think two things. I, I do believe Jerome Powell is under pressure when, when they were pushing through these gigantic spending programs. He was keeping interest rates down ahead of it. I remember at the top, right after in, in Biden's first term, it was like he was afraid to say anything, and then he started raising rates. If you actually look at it, uh, there's a chart here. If you if you look at the at, at the at the at the ten-year bond the ten year bond back in december of twenty one uh it, it, it stayed down it was about one point two five and then ultimately went up to one one and a half percent. It stayed down in that october november time frame. I remember this is when this is when when they were trying to put through a massive spending program he didn 't raise interest rates at the time where if rates started going, people would be concerned about the deficit spending he, he didn 't say anything and then as soon as the as soon as the year end hit that uh, rates went from one and a half percent to one and a quarter percent within one week. It, and then started uh, – they ran from one and a half percent effectively up to about 4.25 percent during that year, which is a huge move up in rates because he was behind the curve because he was being pressured by the, by the Biden administration. So clearly – I won't say Jerome Powell is political, but I think he's being subjected to huge pressure to try to help the Democrats win. But the second thing, which is more important, is a concern is how much trouble are some of these banks in with these higher rates where where interest rates went up and the bonds that they had went down in value. Keep in mind in twenty twenty. Two interest rates were uh, had, bonds had one of the worst years in decades, and, and, and I think there's really something something to that. There's something called the the bank term funding program, which is which is borrowing at, at the at, from the Federal Reserve. A bank can take their bonds, they're underwater, and the Federal Reserve will basically lend out the face value of the bonds, uh, you know, at, at whatever the market at, at a rate they set, something close to Fed funds. So they can take the bonds, if they have a billion dollars worth of bonds and they're they're, they're trading at, at 80 cents or 70, let's say 80 cents in the dollar, which is $800 million, well the Fed goes, look, we'll give you a billion dollars and then you can put it in held to maturity portfolio and try to make things look good. It, 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 and so I I think that's, I. so I, what I really think is if, the, if these rates are dropping like this, this is make the balance sheets look good. Because if you look at it, 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 it's it's over, I think it's close to a, a trillion dollars. Well, I don't have the exact number on this, but it's exploded up. But but the term facility, more money is being borrowed. Now, in theory, with interest rates dropping the, the the way they have, there should be less money being borrowed. So this is telling us there's some type of something still in the system that, that's worrying the Fed somewhere. And, 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 and that telegraph, the, 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 the gold, uh, the, the, the surge in gold prices after that meeting, with that, with with that with, uh, on Greenspan, but Jerome Powell, you, you had a huge surge up in interest rates uh, almost immediately, and that's telling you again that that there's something wrong in the system. Why is this happening? And so I think the answer is I think it's going to be a much much tougher year next year in, in these markets. I think you're going to still have to be. You to have to really have your guard up because one thing that's important to understand is, look, this is a this is an election year coming up. We we've got you know what is it? Nineteen. We've got what two weeks? Yeah, two weeks left, and it's going to be twenty twenty four. And understand. That this administration is the most political administration we've probably seen since the Roosevelt era. And, and you know, if you have any doubt, just look how they're attacking their opponents, indicting their opponents, indicting Donald Trump, threatening people, threatening Elon. Musk. Anybody that says anything at all, they're going to try to slap them down somewhere. They're, so they're they're just overtly political, and they're desperate to hold power. And, and so they're they're clearly pressuring the Fed. And so what our thinking is, is it's going to be a very turbulent year. We, If if you look at this market, there's a lot of talk of this is a new bull market. Hey, it's up and away. Uh, it, it, it's a new bull market. If you look at this market, it's really more indicative of a blow-off top. If, if you look at the, at the NASDAQ, if you, if you look at the NASDAQ average – it's it, it, it's much closer to a double top, and and, and it, it, it it peaked out at the end of actually a, a year, two years ago, uh in twenty one, right just almost like this, and then and it hit right near the top, ran into the year end, and then it just fell off off a cliff the, the next year in twenty twenty almost from the first week of the new year. If you look at the At the S&P 500, yes, it's up quite a bit, but it's basically seven stocks that we've talked about, the magnificent seven stocks with massive 12-point-something trillion-dollar market capitalizations. And... And they're pushing these things up, but but this is very narrow breadth. If you look at the at the equal weight average, it's not even remotely close. As a matter of fact, the equal weight S and P 500 a couple of weeks ago was down for the year, it whereas it was the market was much higher. It, so it's seven stocks out of the S and P 500 are moving the whole market. That that's that's called a narrowing of breadth. That's never a good sign. You want to see the breadth broadened out now the breadth has broadened out in the last 2 or 3 weeks just because I think there's some sector rotation in it but but the question is is are the do these, are these stocks the big, huge growth stocks that deserve premium valuations that they're getting? And I don't, I don't think so. There's going to be a lot of things coming. We're going to be dealing with, if, if something happens with China and Taiwan, it's going to be a huge threat to the, to the stocks. If, if inflation resurfaces, even 4%, inflation is a big threat to high multiple stocks. If you look at Elon Musk, if he comes out with a phone on X, Twitter X, or with Tesla, Uh, tied to his systems, or with uh, in a deal with uh, Sprint, uh, whatever the new company is called, Sprint, and their satellites, that is a privacy film, all those things are huge potential pushbacks on this. And the question is, is artificial intelligence the big boom that people think it is, or will artificial intelligence be used to protect people, protect their privacy and their data, which all the tech companies are making a fortune off of selling the american people 's data, and so all of these things are out there so so this thing is looking like it, 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 it 's narrowing up if you look at, at the at the precious metals again it 's starting to hit highs well that 's not telegraphing inflation's going away it, it, you know it, it, if you look at that 's telegraphing that there's some real issues out there, and we think this is going to continue to be the case. The question is the dollar if the dollar starts falling that's that 's going to hurt the text so there's a lot of things out there that, that you must understand about this market that really leads us to think that we're going to have a, a, a much different market than people think. Again, this thing is it's really showing more signs of a of of, of a top than, than it is a new bull market. And, and there there seems to be euphoria out there, but. But they appear to be pushing the market up. Now, the other reason here, and this is I – mean, we're getting really pretty deep in the weeds on this stuff, and I apologize. I like to keep it a little simpler than this, is understand that capital gains rates in 20 – I think it was 2021, they they hit about 8% of, of, of GDP, 8.7% of GDP. That's, I think, for fiscal 21, which included parts of 20 when the market was way up there. It, 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 and so – yeah, it was 2021. And then the market sold off from that. The average, the long-term average fiscal revenue uh, what it is, is about 3.7%. So if they're able to push up these big seven stocks and keep these things up, that creates more capital gains to reduce the deficit. Now, what did we just say? That The deficit came in for 2023 at $1.7 trillion. We didn't just say that. I'm saying it now. But, But the... That's a pretty big deficit. It's huge. It, it actually it, – it was $2 trillion, but but they, the year before, they, they included $300 billion worth of, of loan forgiveness for student loans. And the Supreme Court said, well, you just can't forgive loans just because you want to. You need some type – you've got to pass a law in Congress. Uh, you know, the president doesn't have this power, so they said, well, we're going to have to put that in. So the, the actual deficit was closer to $2 trillion. So if they can push it up this year, capital gains, and push this market into year-end, that's going to create more tax revenue. They're, they're scrambling everything way they can to try to get revenue right now. But if this economy – what happens next year if the economy slows down? into recession, what happens if stock prices plunge? plunges, real estate is, is in bad shape as well, that's going to eliminate capital gains. That's going to eliminate slow down income and, and create a ballooning deficit. At that point in time, we know the Biden administration is going to rush out with more programs and want to spend more money. At that point in time, the dollar, the inflation is going to take off, and the dollar is going to plunge, and gold is going to take off. And, and so you have to understand, this is much, much more like the 70s. And inflation had a couple waves that went up and down and we're kind of it's troughing and it's going to go up again Uh, does anybody really believe oil is just going to continue to plunge in here uh that's not going to happen everything is being designed to make this the year end look great stock market up inflation down this is fantastic joe biden's doing a good job and donald trump if he ever becomes president is going to become a dictator cause wars all over the place and, and destroy the planet and you're kind of like wait a minute was it Donald Trump already president once and that didn't happen? Yes, but it'll happen this time. But that's another story. So so understand, next year, what we said at the beginning of the thing, we're talking about the Federal Reserve and how political this Biden administration is. They're going to pull out all the stops to win this election. This is their time. They have. The, they have – the Democrats on the Republicans on the run. They've got the, the, the American people on the run. Everybody's afraid of them. But, that, but the tide is shifting against them. If you look at it, people are seeing who the global economic forum is. They're seeing who the Davos crowd is. They're like, wait a minute. I, I won't be able to eat meat in the future. Yeah, that's right. We have to get rid of cows. Yeah, that's right. Wait a minute. You mean I won't own anything in the future? That's correct, but you'll, you won't own anything, but you'll love it. But I won't own anything. But you love it. You're like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. It, it, and so people are seeing who these people are. I mean, the, the, the Democrats and the global economic, this, the economic problem, this is an anti-human extinction agenda they have. And people are seeing but the problem is these people are going to fight. They, they're going to move their ball forward. They have huge amounts of money. They have massive billionaires backing them up. They have the global economic forum. And, this, and, and so they're not going to go down easily. So this is going to be a very, very volatile year in politics. Does anybody think it's not? And, and so the idea is we're going to somehow coast off of this new nirvana bull market is, is a little bit absurd. Now, can the market go up? Yeah, the mark, quite frankly, it could hit 100000 in a couple of years. But the question is, you know, I mean, what is the dollar going to be worth? And that's going to be the key. And going forward, the key is going to be to protect your money and and and, and protect your wealth. It, you know, if you have, a, have an IRA rollover, you have a trust. These things have to be protected. You've got to create something that's going to give you income that's going to grow over time and can be protected if the government just starts recklessly spending money. There will come a day in the future – not right now, but in the future. But one of these days, they're going to try to issue bonds to the government, and there's going to be no takers. And they're going to have to raise the rate again. And they'll be, if, if finally it's going to get up to 10, 15 percent or something before before that happens. And then maybe at that point in time, either they just start recklessly spending money, and the dollar completely hyperinflates, or finally somebody goes, we have got to seriously cut spending in the United States. It's out of control. And so in that environment, you don't want to own long-term bonds. I mean, does anybody think 10-year bonds right now at 3.4% is a good deal given this administration, given the spending capabilities, given the fact that we're fighting four wars, given the fact that every crisis is an opportunity? And the answer is no. And so, so this is what This is what we're we're dealing with in the the world today, and so you have to understand that, and you have got to protect yourself. Now, some of these things, as I said, as soon as Chairman Powell started talking this dovish talk, gold exploded $50, boom, like that, because people see, that's telling you that's where they're going. They're moving into that sector. Is it going straight up? No, but it's moving higher. If you look at oil and gas, down at $70, the oil companies make a lot of money. They're probably going to be correcting in the year-end some, but- but there, but you own actual things in the ground that they can't print more of, uh, th- those type of – and again, in wartime situations, commodities tend to go up. Uh, if you look at copper, copper has been selling off some, but, but again, if you're going to electrify things, electricity – copper is one of the biggest – winners in the electrical, in the, in the electrical renewable world. You know, uh, solar power needs electrical cables and, uh, for, they need copper, aluminum, silver, uh, zinc, all those things. If you look at, at wind turbines, huge amounts of copper, steel, uh, for those, if if you look at, if, if you look at the, electric cars massive amounts of copper in the cars uh different types of, of metals if you if you, you, you know so you go okay i've got all these cars everyone's converted over I'm like oh well, wait a minute the grid's going to melt down so we need more copper wire we need more aluminum wire all of these things are there that that, that have to be have to be done and, and so over time those are going to be pretty good places to be the government can't print any more copper if you look at People like China, if you look at, you know, they're like stockpiling oil, stockpiling copper. The United States is selling all their oil down to keep the budget deficit down. I mean, it, they're, they're like, the United States of America today is like, is like, like the people selling the family silver and jewels to keep, you know, to keep, keep, the, keep up appearances in the neighborhood. That's where the United States is. And by the way, it's because they have a reckless fool running the country. And so it's not that the American people are reckless or anything else. They're they're seeing, they're very smart. You know, I I say this, I've said this numerous times in the past over over my 15 years that you don't ever want to bet against the United States of America. But I was actually wrong about that. You don't ever want to bet against the American people. There's a big difference because right now there's a lot of people throwing down bets against the United States of America. And quite frankly, they're prudent bets, given the administration we have in the White House. But the mistake these people are making is they're forgetting about the American people. They're waking up. They're seeing what's going on. You can see the shift happening out there. You saw what's happened. You, you saw these, these, these uh, the, head, the head of uh, Penn, uh, Penn State and uh, Harvard and MIT showing up at up at in, uh, in Washington and they go and, and, and uh, one of the, the, the congressmen go well uh, could you is what uh, we discussed discuss up right break, 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 right here on the Max Out Savings show.
1: If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at
3: 713-339-1070. We'll be right back.
2: If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com.
0: If you can snap your fingers, you can find this radio station. So the next time you want to listen to us, your smartphone is now your smart radio. We're always on. This is AM1070,
1: the answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioca.
2: Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. You, you give us a call, 713-339-1070. And what, quick thing, we are just talking about the... Uh, about the, the presidents of MIT, Harvard, and Penn State. did they question them. They said, is genocide, is that acceptable uh, to talk about genocide and saying, hey, we need genocide against the Jewish people? And the answer is, well, it depends upon the context. Uh, you know, it, it's just breathtaking, the, the vacuous morality of these people. Okay, well, already since that's happened, there's been a massive pushback. They left lost tens if not they've actually hundreds of millions of funding the president of Penn State is gone The the head of, of Harvard they they don't want to make it look like she's resigning. she's gonna be gone she's got caught plagiarizing and so people are starting to stand up and they're seeing wow I had no idea how utterly crazy these people were at Harvard They're they're now basically saying that well, it depends if genocide you, know, you know it just depends on the context you know, maybe we, if we just want to wipe out half of the Jewish people, it's okay. It's just, it's, it, I mean, these people should resign across the board. And by the way, th- this is happening to Jewish people. It's been happening to conservatives and Republicans at these schools. It, it, this is spreading like a cancer across the country. And, the, and, she, and she's going to end up resigning, it, but there's starting to be pushback. The American people are waking up. You, well, let's take a quick call from John. Hello, John. Welcome to the Max Up Saving Show. Okay, we missed John. If you give us a call, 713-339-1070. One thing we've been talking a lot about since almost the start of the Ukraine war is we said, look, it's dangerous to... to, we're drawing down too much of our munitions to give to the Ukraine. Uh, we don't have enough. If we have to go with chi- war with China, we're going to be in trouble. And, 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 we, and there's a st- big story in the Wall Street Journal. And some of the things, it's pretty remarkable, some of the things they're saying. It, this is Germany, Germany's army at the end of the Cold War had a half a million men in, in West Germany, another 300,000 in East Germany. That's 800,000 people. It now has 180,000 personnel. Germany alone had 7,000 tanks in the 1980s. Now they have 200 tanks, 200. I mean, how do these people expect to be able to defend themselves at all? The, the, the Brits, I love this, The announced big, the biggest increase in spending since the Cold War in 20, but the overall... Size of, of 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 the army is expected to shrink to 72,000 full-time troops from 882, and it is replacing 227 of its 143 more modern version tanks, but it won't deploy them until 2027. Of the existing 227 tanks, only 157 can be deployed in within 30 days, and maybe they can get another 40 uh, uh, functioning in the future. I mean, it's just its just amazing the incompetence of these people. And then they start this war with Russia. They have no munition, and they run them out. So now Israel's in trouble, and we're trying to ship something. Now, I just talked about Germany and, and Britain. Let's take a look at North Korea, okay, the basket place of the world, the easiest way to identify North Korea on planet Earth is is you just take a picture of the world at night and where there's no lights at night, that's North Korea. Okay, having said that, the European Union looks unlikely to, to, uh, to keep its promise to supply a million desperately needed artillery shells to Kiev this summer, achieving only a third of it so far. Oh, OK, well, wow. North Korea and an impoverished dictatorship with a population of 20 million has managed to ship a million shells to Russia in the same period of time. I mean, this just shows you the incompetence of the people running our governments today, and particularly the United States. And so I think I think more important than ever, you know, this this. This is going to change. I mean, nobody, no country can stand with this type of incompetence that that we're seeing out there. And so, so we got an election coming up. It's going to be more volatile than expected. And you have to understand that. And you've got to kind of prepare yourself. I, I saw a story. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg uh, is building a, a doomsday bunker in his in his Hawaiian house, uh, you know, estate. I mean. It, how many times have we read these stories about billionaires building doomsday bunkers or buying islands or or having a a, a big estate in New Zealand where they figure they're safe? I mean, look, these people aren't stupid. They become very rich by being very smart. They, they think trouble is coming, and, and now you can't build a doomsday bunker. That's kind of ridiculous. But I, I do think. What, what it's kind of telegraphing is you should be prepared for potential problems. And this is being more conservative with your investments. You know, having food. I mean, every, every one of our listeners should have at least 60 days of food in their house at an absolute minimum. And by the way, keep in mind, if you and your wife's got 60 days of food and you're all set, keep in mind. Remember, the family's going to show up at your house. That food might not go 60 days. You might even have to have some more, you know, depending on, you know, you figure you're going to have someone come over. But that, but understand that's a proven thing. It doesn't cost that much money. Quite frankly, you can get rice and beans for virtually, you know, probably a hundred bucks and be set. It's not the best food in the world, but it, you know, you're going to be pretty happy to have it. It didn't cost much money. But, because, very smart people in this world are are setting up they it's clear people are expecting trouble out there and i think we have to understand that And the same thing with your retirement plans i think you've got to be more cautious look i i i think over the last two years we've beaten this market with a very very defensive plan in place uh because we've kind of seen some of these things and i think i think i think based on where we're sitting right now we're going to do very well next year uh you know this year we're lagging the market full disclosure but we did exceptionally well last year uh because we understand this type of world i mean i think you have to prepare if you look at again which if you look at at what people with money are doing they're they're much more cautious and much more defensive than, than the mainstream media and CNBC would have. You know, with the cheerleaders and the pom poms running around telling you everything's great and, and things are going to be fantastic. But we, as as we said, we're fighting four wars right now. At the you know, it's just been a theme of ours on the Maxwell Savings Report: the war with Ukraine, the Israeli Hamas war. We're backing Israel with everything, you know, whatever it takes. Uh, if, if China invades. Uh, In in Taiwan, we're going to stand up in some form or fashion there, and we're trying to rebuild our munitions as quick as possible. Uh, And and the climate change war, which which Biden and then think is the next threat, it's, and they're spending 850 billion dollars, nearly a trillion dollars, and they're pressuring all of corporate America to change their policies on that. That when you're fighting, things don't always go well in wars. That's not when the time you get to start up new fancy, you know, happy days are here in bull market. I mean, you know, the number of there was a story of of the number. I think we've got like less than 200 ships in in our our cargo fleet, and China has like 7,000. Again, these people they have carefully thought things out. They 've laid a plan in place, and the United States has acted the fool and run it around, and now they've put us in a bad place we 'll we'll get out of it. We, we always figure our way out because we have the the innovation ingenuity of the American people, but it, that will not happen unless we can get rid of this administration uh, you know and, this, and the, the group this global economic forum people that are in there, George Soros, all these people they're destroying the country and so so it 's going to be a battle next year. And so that's, what, I mean, that's one of the big things. We're going to write about this in our Max Out Savings Report. We're putting together our outlook for the new year. This is a free report which we send out once a month. We haven't sent it out in a while, so if you haven't got one, don't feel bad. Uh, we've been very busy. We've been uh, getting everything ready for the year end. But we're going to be writing a lot about these things and about some of the things we're seeing in the world today, as we talk about, you know, it's more volatility next year. The is, are the magnificent seven going to sit there and go up another 50, 60 percent, driving the market to all time new highs in a Super Bowl market, or is there something else happening? Is the economy going to continue to roll along? Uh, and what, you know, we, we've been, I think we've been pretty good about saying the economy is going to be reasonably good over the last two years. We thought so, but the one thing we saw was that we kind of realized that. And what the economists and what the Fed, everyone, has missed is the sheer amount of money the Biden administration is, is spending. They're way overspending. As we said, a trillion dollars of new borrowing every four months. The spending's out of control, and that's keeping things going until it doesn't. It's more, we're acting more like Argentina or Zimbabwe and these type of things. So, anyway, a couple things. Coming in a year in, uh, we're working to get our RMDs out, which is we, we use, uh, Maxot Savings Advisors uses Charles Schwab to, to do that. It's been a challenge, uh, just to say the least, on this this year. They, they've, they've had some issues over there. Um, but, you know, we're working through this. If you haven't gotten your RMDs out, just remember the required minimum distribution. Uh, it's, it's age 73. It's been creeping up every year. Uh, you know, because, uh, you know, a lot of people really don't want to take them, but it's required minimum distribution. If you have an inherited IRA, you have a required minimum distribution. So understand that. And if you need some help with any of that, you can, uh, you can go to our, our website and request an appointment. And I'll, I'll be happy to sit down with you if you got a question or comment on it. Uh, it's maxoutsavings.com. You can also schedule an appointment over there with us. And, and, and we're here in Houston, Texas. This is, we're Houston based. Uh, i'll be happy to sit down with you, so the question is going forward, what are we looking at as we, we talked about these these big massive deficits. I think next year there's going to be there's going to be a day of reckoning here in the future it, and not next year, next eighteen months at the most. Where where people are gonna go, the spending is out of control. We're not gonna lend you the money. This is crazy. Our deficits are spiraling out of control, or they're gonna to try to the economy will slow down, the Fed's gonna start flooding the system with money again, and and, and the world is gonna lose confidence in the dollar or they're gonna lose confidence in the in the treasury bonds. One of the two. And when that happens, it's it's gonna sit there, it's gonna force a change. It's gonna force a, a big pushback. On where to go for the future, and the question is is the United States going to react or not and, and given the political situation, you can't be real sure how that's going to go and I think that's going to be one one of the big stories. Can we continue to spend a trillion dollars a month if you, if you look at it about it's about thirty five percent of our, our of our uh borrowing is to other governments that you know chinese japanese europeans. Uh, Arabs, they're buying our treasuries. Do they stop at some point? And, and that's the real danger. And, and I think that's going to happen next year. This is all coming about. The question, can you infinitely spend money, which the Democrats believe they can, it's called modern monetary theory, since we control the world's currency, we we, we can spend as much money as you can, or we cannot. And, and I think given the levels of inflation we've had, I think that it's clear we cannot. Yeah, and so this is something I think going forward we're, we're going to see. And, and so this is going to be one of the things next year. It's going to be, are we going to hit a, 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 a big impasse with our spending, it, a pushback moment where we had, you know, we had the dollar vigilantes and we had the bond vigilantes back in the day in the 80s. Henry Kaufman or something would say something and the, the bonds would just implode and the market would implode. Most likely it's going to be some type, I think it's going to be more like probably a dollar. A dollar vigilantes possibly on that, and, and the other question is how much, what is going to happen with the elections? Look, the, the elections right now it's looking like Donald Trump. In, in I, I think it's going to be Gavin Newsom personally or. Gavin's going to be VP or something. You know, they're, they're going to try, they, what they're going to try to do is, they want to get DeSantis out. So they're going to try to talk DeSantis. They're going to say, oh, DeSantis doesn't want to run in Florida because it'll look bad because Trump's going to beat him. So they want him out of there. And then they're going to, once that happens, as soon as DeSantis gets out, they're going to try to take out Trump, the moderates and the Rhino Republicans and the global economic Davos people. They're going to try to take out Trump. And they want to put in Nikki Haley, who's Nikki Davos Haley. She's a globalist. You know, a World Economic Forum person. She's met with Larry Fink, and that's when she said they need to, you know, control the internet and identify everybody on the internet. So they're going to try to get her in. So this is going to be a very volatile type of situation going forward. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about that in the future. We're talking about this, writing all this stuff in the Max Out Savings report. Some of the tax changes for next year—it's all in there. Uh, so just go to our website, MaxOutSavings.com, and if you need some help. With, with your retirement, uh, you know we, we use right now we use Charles Schwab to hold the assets. Uh, it, it, they're our custodian, and we'll manage it using our value investing approach to the stock and bond market. We'll, we manage the assets on a conservative using our conservative methods. Uh, I'll be happy to show them to you. Just go to our website, Max Out Savings, an appointment. The, the other thing is you can also sign up for the newsletter, which is completely free. It's, we, don't, we don't call you. We don't bother you. you just you just put your name on the list, and you're on the list. And I think years ago, we had some seminars and sent out a in- seminar invite. That was That's the extent you're going to hear from us. It's completely private. So anyway, I'd like to help you out, so just go to maxoutsavings.com. In the interim, remember our motto and philosophy, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. Yeah, that's the key to building up wealth over the long time. Don't let the mainstream media, these people, try to cheerlead you into making reckless mistakes in this market. You've got to be cautious. You've got to move forward. It's a different world. And spending is out of control. Inflation is still out of control, and there's problems in the world. And it's going to take a different type of philosophy over the long term to get you through this. So if you need some help, go to our website, Savings. Dot com. That's MaxOutSavings.com. And sign up for the free newsletter, request an appointment. Anyway, I hope everybody Out has Saving a Show great weekend. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show.
1: Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070, The Answer.